Yo, 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 what's good? What's good? It's your boy S. Foster back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And you are tuned into episode 118 of the podcast. This thing is moving along, back on my regular schedule now. So, the subject matter I have today, it is a show that I just uh, just finished up. I think it actually aired last week, but um, this is a Peacock show that um, I stumbled across. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, a Peacock show called Poker Face, and it's starring, you know what I'm saying, the homie, uh, what's her name? Her name was just in my head, Natasha Leon, right? Um, now, when I first came aware of this young lady, is um, she was the friend of Tara Reid in American Pie. And the very first thing I noticed about her right off the bat was her voice. She has a real deep raspy voice. Like, it's not a terrible voice. It's just an undeniable voice. You know what I'm saying? When you hear it, you know it's her. And um, she's she's been on the run lately, man. She's doing a lot. You know, as of, um, you know, she got the, uh, she was in, what's my show called on Netflix? Uh, the Orange is the New Black, she was in that. Uh, yeah, I got caught up in that wormhole. Um, she also has a Netflix show called Dollface. Or, uh, is it Dollface? Yeah, I think it is Dollface. Now, I seen the first season, no, Russian Doll, excuse me, it's called Russian Doll. I seen the first season, but I never got around to the second season. Not that I didn't like the show, it's just... I really kind of forgot about it. Then when it came out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to get to that. So she's in a show called Russian Dog. And um, so she has this show, which comes out on Peacock, like I said. And um, I stumbled across it. And I was like, yo, let me give it a shot. And it's a very interesting show. And it has me also thinking a question that I want to throw out to the listeners that are listening is because she is what they described her in the show as a human lie detector test, right? And the synopsis of the show is she's basically on the run for something that I'm gonna run down here in a second. But um, she she ended up, one of her friends, Natalie, and her husband had got murdered. And so she's speaking to this guy that is um, the new like GM or manager of this casino that she works at on this casino slash hotel and she found out that him and his right hand man cliff had murdered her friend and her husband and once she gets to talking to them she figures it out she finds a way to escape and now she's on the run now with her being on the run the dude manager that, well, see, he ended up getting caught up, Sterling Frost Jr. He ended up getting caught up. He ended up jumping out the window, killing himself, basically. And so his dad, Sterling Frost Sr., sending Cliff to hunt her down because he wants, you know, her what we thinking throughout the whole show that he wants her dead. So Charlie's on the run, which is Natasha Leon, and she's going from city to city to city. Now, her journey across the United States, every time she stops, she'll, you know, she'll get a job, she end up getting close to one person and then come to find out this person end up getting murdered and then she's using her lie detector skills to solve these murders. 
Well, she also gets cool with this FBI agent who she helps him, you know, solve some of these cases or whatever, whatnot. And he's trying to offer her a job, you know, with the Bureau, but she don't want to work for the Bureau because she says she don't want to basically help the American government, basically. So my question, which I'm going to explain a lot of these events of her traveling throughout the country. But my question to you is like, if you had these type of skills, and I know some people think they do anyway, you know, because they know someone. See, this is the tricky thing about it. She can do it to complete strangers. Like some of us, whether it's a child, whether it's a cousin, whether it's a spouse, you know, a parent, anything like that. Like we, we think that we like know when someone is lying right now. Don't get me wrong. There are tail signs that if you've been around a person long enough, you know that they're lying. Her gift is that she can go to complete strangers and she can just tell if you're lying. And my thing is, what would you do with that skill? Like all she did was she worked around the casino field, even though like one thing that she could have done, what she kind of alluded to is that she used to do this in casinos and basically like get a lot of money. But I think she ended up getting caught. So what she did was she just started doing because she was like a housekeeper. No, 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 no. Her friend was a housekeeper. She was like a bartender type of thing that handed people their drinks like throughout the floor of the casino. And so then like she leaves, she'll go to this place. Like she just do countless jobs, man. Like she worked at this, this barbecue joint. Um, she worked as um, a housekeeper. She worked as a person who worked at this theater. Like she would just do like these odd jobs. And it's like, you got this guy that's an FBI agent that's offering you a job to work with the rural, but you don't want to do it because you don't want to help the government. But then at the same time, it's like, what would you do with that skill? Like, it's a skill that could be very use useful, but depending on how you would use it. Like, she went around the country solving these murders, but like, these are, it's one person. It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, even when it comes to this podcast, right? I'm not reaching millions of people, you know what I'm saying? Thousands of people, but it is great to be able to have an impact on a few people. But it's like, if you have a skill that can be that important and you're solving, like there is something crazy, like there's a murder a second or a murder a minute or some type of stat in that instance, right? So there's people being murdered all the time. And it's just like, if you're driving around the country and you meet a person, you become fond of them with, within a couple of days or a couple of weeks because they ended up showing us the time frame. She ended up traveling for over a year and a couple of days. Um, so it's just like, you're meeting these people and then they get murdered and then you're solving their case. It's just like, I think that you could be more useful with a certain uh, a talent of that magnitude. So 
the very first episode is based around her friend Natalie. And, and what ended up happening was, so Natalie is working as a housekeeper. She's knocking on the door, um, you know, housekeeping, all that type stuff. So she goes in and she discovers that while she's cleaning, she, there's a laptop that's open. And one of the, the guys that had the suite was, you know, a loyal customer to the casino in a hotel. He's a well-known dude. And what she discovered was that he was, he had this uh, human trafficking ring. And so she takes pictures of his laptop and she takes it to the boss of the place, which is Sterling Frost Jr. Shows him like, yo, this is what's going on, blase, blase. And so he was like, all right, you know, look, go, you know, pack, you know, just go home for the day. We're gonna handle this, we're gonna do this, nah, 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 blase, blase. So he sent her home. Well, he sent Cliff to follow her home. So they had to make it look like a mistake because what ended up happening was Natalie's husband shows up to her job acting a complete fool. You know what I'm saying? Looking for her because he thinks that she's cheating on him. And so he's like acting a fool. They got this dude on camera, you know, acting real crazy, end up having to throw him out the hotel. So they sent him home first, right? So then after she tells them about what she discovered, they was like, yo, are you sure you're safe to go home? And she was like, yeah, you know, he just had a few drinks. He'll be fine after he cooled down, all this type of shit. So she gets home, come to find out, Cliff is there, shoots the husband, shoots Natalie, makes it look like a murder-suicide because they got him on camera being very violent at the at the casino so no one is really going to investigate this murder because they got him on tape acting out so when charlie comes in charlie goes and she talks to cliff and she talks to sterling and she discovered that they're lying and so she ended up making an escape and so that's when she started, you know, going across the country. And she gets a phone call from Sterling Frost Sr. Like, yo, like, I'm going to hunt you down. We're going to find you. You know, all of this type of shit. You know how that shit works. So he sent Cliff to go after her. So she goes to, you know, so she makes it to this, the, you know, the next place on her. Cause, let me see. I think they was in Vegas. Well, anyway, I'm not gonna go through all of them. So she makes her way to Texas. So Texas is the one that has, uh, which is so funny, it got a little Red Howie in it. And he plays this guy called Taffy. So he's Taffy. And what ended up happening in their situation is, and what was so great about this, I think the premise of this show is so dope because it's different stories with a continuous story that goes along with it. So like every episode, you get a new story, you get new characters, but there's still one continuous story that's going out throughout the whole thing. So Taffy and his brother owns this, uh, this barbecue business, you know what I'm saying? And Taffy is a radio talent like he's like the promoter of the business but his brother is actually the, the cooking talent 
so his brother comes to an epiphany to where he doesn't want to make barbecue anymore. Like he doesn't want to kill animals anymore. He wants to become a vegan. So he wants to start his own vegan restaurant. Well, he came up with that idea because of Charlie. Because he had met Charlie, you know, a couple of weeks before. Um, and then she started working there and then she started having conversations with him. And where he has this whole different epiphany of like meat and all of this type shit. So Taffy goes to his brother's wife and tell her like what's going on. Like he like he doesn't want to do barbecue anymore. He wants to start his own business. Like we got a thriving business here. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on the radio and I'm bringing us, you know, all of these customers and all this type of shit like this. And like we're not going to be the, the, the same business without my brother come to find out these motherfuckers are fucking so they come up with this whole plan to make it seem like his brother committed suicide and so he ended up you know doing this whole thing of where you know he uh his brother had a trailer right outside the place and what he did was he was in his truck he did this recording and at the time, you didn't know what he was doing. So he makes this recording in his truck. And so he goes to do his radio show. So he's doing his radio show, then he hits play. And then he sneaks out the window. And that was his alibi to make it seem like, so he recorded something for 15 minutes. So he had 15 minutes to get this done. So he walks across and he puts uh, the smoker on. Like when he goes to talk to his brother, he spiked his drink. His brother passes out and he tried to put like a smoker joint to make it seem like, and then he latched the door from the inside to make it seem like he locked the door, like he locked himself in there and like he was trying to commit suicide. So he dies. And so Charlie's like, all right, yo, something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Something's going on here. You know, she's having a conversation with both uh, the dude's uh, wife, Taffy, all this type of shit. So she ends up figuring it out which there's a lot of different variables that I'm not getting into because, you know, I'm just not really going through every episode per episode and everything that happens. But, you know, she found a way to solve that case while she was there. And I just think that, yeah, using it for one, one situation in one town as big as the United States is, it's just like, my question again is what would you do with that type of talent? Because I don't even know if this is even a real thing. I wouldn't think that it's impossible because the brain is a very unique thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's something that like, people could do studies, all this type of shit like that, like, like palm readers and shit, right? I don't believe in palm readers, but do I think that there is a such thing that someone could possibly be able to not necessarily be 100% right, but I, I don't know if that's like a real thing. Like for instance, like a medium. Do I think a medium 
can exist, I do. I, I do think that there is a such thing of where the brain could function in a way to a person could possibly speak to the dead. Um, if you believe in the whole spirit stuff and all of that type shit, then yeah. And if you have an open mind, it's possible. I think that is the main key. The main key of really living is really just having an open mind. And having an open mind and a creative mind, that's how I think that this show was even, was able to even come about. So she solves that case. Like another case that ended up happening, she ended up going to this one town and this dude works at a subway. He got a crush on this girl that works at a convenience store. And then like there's this one guy that, you know, sat on the top of this building. You know, he was just an asshole loser. He didn't have nothing going for himself. And so the guy that worked at the subway every day or every week or whatever, he goes to the convenience store and he buys one scratch off, right? And he never won anything. Maybe he probably had some small wins where he got his money back, you know, something like that, right? So he buys the ticket, scratches it off, kind of find out he hit for $25,000. And so the dude is like, yo, I'm gonna leave town, but this is the one thing. So he liked the girl at the convenience store, but the dude that would sit on top of this building spying on her and shit, he liked the girl too, but she didn't really give him the time of day. So he was already jealous of this dude that had hit the lotto or whatever. So the dude is up there trying to talk to him. He ends up telling him that he hits for 25,000. So my dude kills him. So he kills him and he tries to, he takes the ticket out of his pocket. And what he does is he buys another ticket and so then he switched the tickets. He's like, yo, I hit for $25,000. So he gets his $25,000 like, because the dude works at this, uh, at this mechanic shop. And so now he's like, I'm going to leave town. And see, the girl was, the girl was going to leave town with the dude. But the guy that stole the ticket, he thought that she just wanted to leave. So he asked her, and she was like, nah, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go anywhere with you. So Charlie figures it out. She knew some shit was funny because what ended up happening was he tried to put the body on someone else. And the person that he put the body on was this truck driver that Charlie was cool with. That's how Charlie even really got involved because the guy tried to set her friend up that she met that was a trucker or whatever, whatnot. So she ends up solving that case, you know, doing the whole thing of like, yo, like we could prove that that ticket was bought, you know, before the ticket that you had bought and all of this type shit. So she figures it out. And like what she does is she gets the, the she gets the, not the quote unquote case solved to a point where like the police is on the way and then like they have all the evidence like put together of like how this whole crime even happened in the first place. Like she never stuck around to see the arrest. She just knew that the arrest was about to happen and then she took off. Cause like I said, she was on the run and Cliff was on her ass. And Cliff would always 
pop up at the places that she was at, but she had already left the town. So that's one of the things that's really, really unique about this show is the fact of you have this girl who has this talent, but not only does she have this talent, she cares for people. And which I will get to here in a second because she, uh, the last episode was something that I really wasn't expecting expecting to happen so another one that ended up happening and this is the last one that I'm uh, that I'm going to mention before I get to the shits so she ended up going to this place up in the mountains and she ended up meeting this guy now the thing with, with Charlie like she never really like had like a love interest like throughout this whole thing like she was always a solo act right so she ended up meeting this guy and she stuck around like she wasn't really trying to get the dude a time of day but you know what that was the episode before that one but like so he ended up getting killed or whatever so she solved that so anyway, so she's in this place, and this episode got uh, got my dude in it, uh, Gordon Joseph Levitt, had him in it. And the way that it started was, you could tell that he was a rich, snobby asshole. Like, cause they kept showing this shit every day. Like, he was on house arrest. He got this big ass house up on the hill, um, and he would get the same food delivery. He would ride his bike every day. He would work out every day. Like he did all the same routines. But what showed him being an asshole is every time he got like his DoorDash delivery, like the dude would always come and he would always hit no tip. No tip, no tip, no tip, no tip, no tip. Then it got to a point where the dude, cause it was the same delivery driver. My dude got, finally got pissed off and like, cause he used to sit his food like on this gate to where he didn't have to really do anything to you know go get his food. So then the dude finally set the shit in the grass where <laughs> because it, like he got fed up. Like after like a week, he was like, yo, like I come here every day and deliver the same food to you and you never give me a tip. You can look around and tell the dude got a fucking a Lamborghini truck parked out front and you can't even tip the dude that's bringing you your food. So he ended up sitting like in the yard, and but my dude had on the ankle bracelet for being on house arrest. So it was funny because he had he couldn't walk out there and go get it. So he had to like try to lean over and keep his foot you know close to the gate or whatever, so it wouldn't go off to him to get his food. So I thought that that was cool, like you know teachers do lesson whatever whatnot. So. Um, he's able to, I, I guess, he could leave his house at certain times and all this type of shit like this. So they end up showing this other guy, uh, works in this hotel, and the dude, the dude that had um, the Lamborghini truck, he's driving to the hotel, end up hitting somebody on the street. So he hit them, um, he, assuming that they're dead, put them in the trunk, and then he dumps the body 
like in front of this tree because there's like a hole in the tree. So he dumps the body and then he goes and talks to the dude at the hotel and then come to find out these dudes were best friends and they grew up together. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, he's always been, you know what I'm saying, a rich dude. And he just kind of looked out for his friend and like they was had this conversation about this girl. So, but then also you seen these missing um, posters like all around town saying that this girl has been missing, nobody can find her, this, that, this, that. Come to find out the dude that works at the hotel, that was his girlfriend. And so they're having a conversation about how they haven't spoken in a while. And then, you know, and then they're kind of assuming that that they had something to do with the girl. Well, not that they had something to do with the girl murder, it's just something to do with the girl being missing or whatever, whatnot. So the person that he ended up hitting on the street ended up being Charlie. So Charlie was not dead. So Charlie ends up crawling out of the hole and she uses something to get herself out of the hole. And so she's banging on the hotel door office and then they let her in and kind of found out what she was banging on the door was like a, a bone, it was like a tibula or whatever. So on the way of doing that, Charlie had met this girl who <laughs> tried to rob her a few times, but like this girl was just a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Like she was just really just trying to make a buck. She wasn't really looking for friends. She was just really looking to, you know what I'm saying? Make a small little score here and there, all this type of shit, right? So they trying to figure out what to do with these two girls, you know, including Charlie. And so, my dude, what is, uh, my, so my dude, Jordan, um, Gordon, well, Gordon Joseph Levitt, like he is trying to figure out, yo, okay, so what am I going to, what am I going to do with this dude or whatever, whatnot? No, excuse me, like what are we going to do with these girls? So he's like, all right, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill these girls, right? So, the dude that owned the hotel is like, yo, like, I don't really want to do this. You know, blase, blase. He was like, he was like, look, man, like, we got to do this because he figures out, like, this is, this is the girl that I hit. And I'm already on house arrest, and I'm not trying to go to jail. So, he set on killing the girls, oh, dude, ain't the dude that is uh, ahead of the hotel. Like, he's not really with it. So he has a sit down with Charlie and he's talking to Charlie and then Charlie's able to convince him, yo, this dude is the one who killed the girl. And so he tries to turn them against them. What ended up happening is Gordon um, Joseph Levitt ended up killing his friend, shooting his friend in the head or whatever. And he tries to, he tries to, the girl that was with Charlie, he sends her off with, with the Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? Cause like all she wanted, like I said, all she wanted was a come up. So come to find out, he finally gets his drop on, on Charlie. 
and he throws Charlie into the hole again. <laughs> throws her into the hole again, and this time he's thinking that she's dead. So my man make his way home just in enough time to before, cause like like I say, the thing about being on house arrest, like they, there's like these work releases, or 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 maybe there's like these little times where you can go out for so many hours but you gotta be back. So he makes it home just in the nick of time to where it won't go off. So he gets a phone call from his parole officer. He's like, yo, like, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just chilling, blase, blase. And then he looks down at his ankle. When him and Charlie got into a scuffle, Charlie cut his ankle with a knife Come to find out when he dumped her, she cut his ankle bracelet off. So when he's at home thinking he beat the buzzer, the tracker for the house arrest joint is with her in that hole. So she ended up getting him arrested for her murder. The, the guy that owns the hotel murder, well, attempted murder on her, a murder on his friend, and the murder of the missing girl, because she was able to take his ankle bracelet, cut his ankle bracelet off, and she had it with her down in the hole. So, with those injuries from her whole scuffle with with uh, with my dude, so she falls in the hospital. Well, her friend ended up being found dead too, but what ended up happening was my girl, I think the girl stole her ID or something. She took something from her to where they thought that she was Charlie. So when the news thing rung out, yo, like we found the murder of, you know, these people and also the attempted murder on this girl. And well, they said that Charlie was dead because the friend that was with her they thought that she was Charlie. So they said that Charlie's dead. So Charlie think, oh man, cause she looks at her wrist and it said Jane Doe. So she's like, yo, I'm a Jane Doe. Like, so now Cliff and um, Cliff and Sterling, they're gonna think that I'm dead. So now I don't have to, you know, be on the run no more and all this type shit. Well, come to find out, Cliff figured it out. And so they are paying for her, her doctor bills because Sterling Sr. is like, yo, I don't want her dead. I want you to, I want you to let her heal up and I want you to bring her to me. So Cliff had to stay for two months um, to wait for her to heal up and all this type shit. So Cliff drives her to Atlantic City to where Sterling Sr. is. So Sterling Sr. The person that said that he was gonna hunt her down, and, you know, all this type shit. So we, she's like, yo, like, do what you're gonna do. I know you're trying to kill me, just like, let's just get it over with. She was like, you know, I've been living a year with this shit, you know, in my head. I am, you know what I mean? Like mentally, she's like, yo, I'm, I'm broken down. Like, I just really don't wanna deal with this shit anymore. She's like, I'm really kind of relieved that you caught me, like, let's get it over with. So he's like, Nah. So he pulls out this tape recording. So he's playing this tape recording. And what it is, is he had his whole casino bugged. 
He said some, some shit like 1983 or some shit like that. He was like, I only trust tapes. I don't trust this new technology. So he has a tape of his son talking on the phone with these rival people from the Atlantic City that's involved with the five families. So he's like, all right, so I'm gonna have a meeting with the five families in this whole casino business, and there's gonna be a lot of lying going on. So he's like, yo, I want you to go into the room with me so I can figure this whole shit out. She's like, wait a minute. Like, you've been hunting me down for a year. A whole year you've been hunting me down. Now you want to offer me a job. And he's like, yeah, this job is attached with $500,000. And with this $500,000, you can leave. I won't ever bother you again. I'm not hunting you down no more, nothing like that. Like, I just want you to do this one job for me. You do this, 500,000, you good. Well, come to find out, Cliff is also speaking with the other people from the other hotel, with the other casino. He worked out the deal with them. So there was a scene where Charlie and Cliff is in a car. He pulls over and he said, yo, look in the glove compartment. And it's a gun in there. And so she grabs it and she points it at him and she just kind of does the face like I can't do it. So he takes the gun from her, right? Well, what that was, that was a whole setup. He wanted to get her prints on the gun. Come to find out. So Sterling Sr. Had gave her a present. And it had a whole bunch of the, uh, the peanut joints in there. And what he put in there originally, he put her name tag in there of his hotel and casino back in Vegas. Basically saying like, y'all want you to take your old job back if you would like. Well, Cliff ended up getting his hands on that box, takes that name tag out and put that same gun in there. And so when she dug into the box, she pulls out the gun and then the lights go out in the hotel and then you hear, you know what I'm saying, about three shots, da, da, da. And it looks like Charlie shot Sterling Sr. Come to find out, it ended up being Cliff, because Cliff worked out, the, worked out a deal with the other family. And what he did was, like, he switched out these chips. And so when the lights went dark, the, the, the poker chip had lit up so where he could know where to shoot. And so he had this infrared light, pointed infrared light, and then he shot him. But the whole plan was to get Charlie framed for the murder. All right, so now Charlie dips out. Now, while they was having the conversation before Sterling Sr. got shot, he was like, yo, don't you got family in Atlantic City or something like that? He was like, I'm not saying it as a threat. Like, I'm not going to, you know, hurt anybody, anything like that. He was like, I just don't know much about you. And I just remember hearing that you had family in Atlantic City. So now she's creeping off and she ended up, you know what I'm saying, going into this house. She snuck into this house, come to find out that's her sister's house. So they don't get along at all. And they don't get along because something, a decision that Charlie ended up making is the reason that her sister and her do not get along. And her sister was just really pissed off with the fact of what she chose to do with her life. 
you know, just going around traveling. And she was just like, you know, Charlie, you're a great person and you got a great heart. And she was like, but you chose to go and help strangers instead of, you know what I'm saying, sticking around at least where I am, you know, helping me and, you know what I'm saying, and my, um, and her sister's daughter, you know, her niece and all this type of shit. Like she chose to be absent from her sister's life to live this life of like always being on the run, you know, always trying to help people. Cause like at the end of the day, Charlie had a really, really good heart. Like she cared for people, but like her sister said, you always care more for strangers than you actually do your family. So she asked her um, for, she asked, she asked her sister, yo, did you get that money I sent you? And she was like, yeah, I got it. What, you trying to say you want it back? And she was like, nah, you know, I'm just, Charlie really kind of wanted to ask for the money back, but then she realized that that would have made her sister even more pissed off. So she was like, yo, like, do you got the key to dad's boat or whatever? So she gives her the, the key to the boat. Then she goes to the boat and she, there's a big ass hole in the boat. So Charlie has to leave town because she talked to the FBI guy that she's friends with. And she's like, look, I didn't shoot that dude. I know it looks bad, but she was like, I did not fire any, any shots. So the FBI dude's like, look, you got to get out of town because like, as of right now, we're looking for you. So that's why she went to her sister's house to try to find a way to get out of town. So she calls Cliff up, not knowing that Cliff was a person that set her up. So she asked Cliff like, yo, where you at? Blase, blase, um, I know you're trying to get away. You know, all this type of shit. So he's like, yo, I'm on this yacht at, you know, at this boatyard. Come to find out they're at the same boatyard. So she goes and Cliff makes a phone call before she gets there, calling the cops saying, yo, Charlie's here, blah, blah, blah. So he ended up setting Charlie up again to try to lock her down in the bottom of the yacht or whatever, whatnot. So she ends up escaping that. And then she, you know, jumping in the water. She told this whole story about, um, when she met her niece, um, her niece was like, can you swim? She's like, yeah, but I haven't swam in a long time. So she goes, she just runs out of the room, comes back with a picture of her mom and her in these bathing suits. And she was like, yeah, like our dad used to drive the boat out into the middle of the lake and then make me and my sister get out and make us swim to shore. And she was like, that's basically what makes her not like to swim anymore. So when the police was closing down on her, she jumps in the water and she swims off. And so Cliff is like, yo, I gotta go get her, no, 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 all this type of shit. Well, this is what ended up happening. That same tape recording that Sterling Sr. had, the cops, the FBI ended up listening to it and hearing that Cliff made well, Sterling Jr. told him to basically go kill Natalie and her husband. And he was like, yo, I got it. So they got him on tape admitting the two murders. So now he's thinking that he's helping them to get Charlie come to find out they came to get him. So I think that this show, man, you know, like there are some other ones in there. Um, Obviously, because I think I only really went over like four of the episodes. It's 10 episodes. 
Um, like I said, it's, it's different ones throughout, but like there's one continuous story of Cliff trying to chase her down. You know what I'm saying? Sterling Jr. and Sterling Sr. Um, look, man, I, I think that um, what Natasha Leon is doing right now, man, is, is, is very underrated, man. It's very, it's very under the radar. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this show was a different type of show. Um, I really didn't know what to expect. And I see why they called it Poker Face because like nobody could give her the Poker Face. You know what I mean? Because she's able to understand and know when everybody is lying to her. And I just really think that it's a unique thing to think, what would you do with that type of talent? Um, they also left the show open because um, the very last thing that happened is she sits down with the FBI guy. He's like, look, Charlie, like you cleared. But I want to tell you, like, there's still a job open for you at the bureau if you want to take it. And she was just like, yo, we'll be in touch, you know, all this type of shit. So she gets a phone call when she's walking out to the car. And what it is, is the lady from that other family. And she offers her a job. And she basically told that lady to go fuck herself. Like, come and get me. You know what I'm saying? So they left it open for another season. Um, I think it possibly could get picked up for another season. Um, you know, when, when you think about Peacock, um, I, that's really the only, that's really the first, I think, Peacock show that I've watched. Like, I know a lot of people are into Bel Air. I, I have not watched Bel Air yet. Um, but I think Peacock is a rising streaming service. You know, especially like the things that they're doing with getting movies that are, you know, they was able to, you know, pull off Megan, they was able to pull off Nope. Um, they was able to pull off, well, the first thing that I remember them pulling off was the Halloween joints. You know what I'm saying? That was why I even got Peacock in the first place was because they was able to get Halloween the same day it released in theaters. So I think that Peacock could be rising. I don't know how people is taking this show as far as Poker Face, but um, they did leave it open. I did think it was very interesting. And this star studded. Like there's a lot of people that ended up popping in here that are noticeable faces. So when she was able to get the people that she was able to get, I think that with some success, she'll be able to pull off the same thing again because she's also one of the executive producers of the show. I also saw Maya Rudolph has something to do with the show as well. So I think that this is a show that could be picked up for a second season. I enjoyed it. It was um, it was, it was something that was refreshing because it was something that, that never really crossed my mind. So I just thought it was a pretty dope show and wanted to do a pod on it. But um, you know what I'm saying? That's all I got for today. Uh, you know, shout out to my guy Casey. It's the music you hear in the background, the intro of the show. I appreciate everything he does for the show. Um, I appreciate him supporting the show and all of the things in that round. Also, shout out to my guy Scoots Bronson. Go check out The Viewers Anonymous. Um, we just dropped, what we just dropped? We just dropped season six, episode five of Snowfall. We still doing it big over there. Um, you know, we did the, uh, the first episode that we dropped of this previous week was we did the new house party movie. We had so much fun doing that. So go check out everything that we're doing over at The Viewers Anonymous. 
Um, you know, shout out to JD, shout out to C, shout out to uh, E. Carter. You know what I'm saying? That's um, that's all I got, man, for episode 118 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. And until the next time, your boy is out.